You're listening to the podcast where you can feast on all the information in the world of sports. Now, here's your host, Tommy Yu. Yeah, what's up, guys? I might sound a little bit weird because I'm currently still fighting COVID, but um, Darren, you've had COVID. You're actually one of the first people I knew that got COVID. You got COVID like super early, didn't you? No, that was my dad. Oh, yeah, your dad. Yeah, your dad. Was <laughs> I got like COVID for the first time last May. So, okay. But your dad um, got it before it was cool. Oh, yeah. My dad got it in like the first month, like when everything shut down in like March or whatever. Yeah, like St. Patrick's Day of, like, 2020 is when everything shut down. Yep, and he had it that March, like, the end of that March he had. Was he just, like, going around, like, licking doorknobs? What was he doing? I, well, he sells cars, so I guess, like, he sees people mm, all the mm-hmm. time, so, like, I guess he, I that don't makes know, sense. somebody in there, but he, like, I, I remember, and he was, like, you know, trying to, like, tough it out and whatever, but he, uh, was definitely sick <laughs> like real, like a lot more sick than i was because by the time i had it i had three three shots so like i was yeah pretty good like for the most part that's why i was so surprised by how bad the fevers were i have three shots i think yeah yeah i have a booster as well so yeah i have like three shots i thought i was gonna be completely fine but the fever and aches destroyed yeah. me yeah and so i was like dude this is so bad but your, i, I knees, like when i had the uh vaccine hurt? i was only out for 24 hours and the next day i was completely fine and i'm kind of like that now i just have like the cough sore throat congestion but the fever is yeah. gone and dude i will take like nine months of this rather than another single day of the fever the fever fucking sucked did your knees hurt yesterday no, it wasn't my knees. It was like I was just kind of body achy. But the worst part is usually you just want to sleep it off, right? Yeah. And when anytime I would lay down, I was so achy that like my lower back was kind of like sore. So like I kept trying to shift positions to try to get some relief from that one lower back spot, but it was like nearly impossible. So uh, I'd just be tossing and turning for like hours. Um, yeah. And by the time, like, I'm not even, like, it'd be three, four hours I'm tossing and turning, and then eventually I would fall asleep just straight due to exhaustion. And even when I'm asleep, I'll wake up, like, 20 minutes later, and I'm still so sore, so I'm back to shifting, and it was just awful. So now I feel like a brand new man. I feel great. Uh, Well, as great as you could with COVID. Um, And I've been trying to quarantine upstairs because, obviously, Emily's pregnant. She tested. She tested negative, which is great. So that's another reason why I'm, like, masked up. I'm up in my room, door closed, so uh, not too. I guess the silver lining is uh, I'm looking forward to losing some weight there. I, cool. I haven't eaten anything except for, I think, like two Ritz crackers and like a bunch of Pedialyte and Gatorade. So, uh, so what I'm bad. hearing from you, what I'm hearing for you right now is uh, it's just a bad flu and it's a hoax, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The China virus? Fucking lie. Get out of here. No, no, it's fucking terrible. But yeah. I, I was so proud that I avoided it for this long because Emily already had COVID previously. Um and so I was kind of like, I guess I was tempting fate. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to tell my kids I never had COVID. And I then, never had it. I skipped. Yeah. yeah, like, oh, super contagious. But dad stayed. Alive. Nope, nope, got COVID now. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. But yeah. I kind of said it in the chats there. Um, Although I felt terrible, I feel like I'm winning this battle against COVID. Knock on wood, I'm not out of it yet. But I'm feeling a little bit better. Um, I thought, you know. My best friends in the PDL would make me feel better, but PDL just kept giving me bad news, Dare. And I guess we'll start at the top. Everyone already knows what's happening with Derrick Henry. They know Lamar is out. But uh, I guess it was kind of a bombshell. Derrick Carr going to be, I guess, riding the bench for the next two games, or I guess the remaining two games or so for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And I assume this essentially means that he's completely done in uh, Las Vegas, right? 
I think so. Like they're they're not going to do this to their starting quarterback unless they plan on not having him there the next year. Um, clearly, they don't want to pay Derek Carr forty million dollars next year, and I would agree. Uh, I think that's. No, I, right I, I agree, but Jared's like, if they drafted a rookie and they see what's happening with Purdy, you're like, all right, maybe let's yeah. see what we got. But it's fucking Jared Stidham. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like Jared Stidham's terrible. It, it, it makes no sense, and it, it reminds me. And this is a terrible example because Geno Smith's playing out of his mind. He's a good quarterback now, all of a sudden. But when Geno Smith took over for Eli, and everyone was like, "Well, we kind of thought we knew what Geno was. Why are you doing this all of a sudden?" And then they put Eli back the next game or something like that. Mm-hmm. So for you, you always said I was like the biggest Derek Carr fan. I bet I have his face tattooed on my back, essentially. But it's on your butt. He. It just doesn't make sense. I understand when to move on, but Jared Stidham out of everyone, that's kind of the head-scratcher for me. Yeah, I, I think that they're probably starting Jared Stidham because, for one, they don't want Derek Carr to get hurt, and they don't want to oh, have that money guaranteed. Oh, wait, Jared Stidham was also with McDaniels in he New was. England, right? Yes, he was with oh, okay. McDaniels in New England. Okay, that gives me a little bit more England, faith. And he was terrible in New England, and... Um, I remember when he was yeah, drafted. he was terrible, and then Josh McDaniel was like, you know what? When I get a new head coach job, that's the guy I want. <laughs> I want him on my roster. <laughs> it's it's funny because, like, when he was drafted, they, like, there was people in, like, New England media and everything that they were saying, oh, Stidham's going to be the future and everything. And then when Stidham actually played, <laughs> they were was like, everyone oh, never mind. Like, nope, we, we, we made a mistake. <laughs> never mind. It's not him. <laughs> um, but it, Hold I on. Think do, that- do you think it's true that when a head coach takes a – like a new head coach gets hired. Do you think that head coach likes to hire or not hire, take a bunch of guys that he used to coach. So that locker room will be like, no, no, no. Like trust in this guy. This guy's the man kind of thing. I think so. And I think part of it is like, they know the offense and playbook and everything like that. Like that's part of it too, but definitely um, they want to bring their guys that they like thought were like good locker room players and all that stuff. Like they, they definitely do that stuff for a reason. Like they're not they're not bringing along Jared Stidham for no reason. Like, it's it's weird, but like, I don't know. They they probably should have just drafted a new quarterback instead of Jared Hold on. Stidham because it's like elephant in the room. Bringing that. Do guy. you think it's a coincidence that this decision was made? Two games left in the season, nothing to play for, and now they just apparently go up against the best defense in the NFL. Um. Well, I think that they're probably trying to lose these games as well. Um. They have their own pick still. So if they lose these picks, they get a better, higher pick, obviously. And maybe they're thinking, we lose these two games, we play Jared Stidham, we don't guarantee Derek Carr's contract, and then maybe we got a shot at Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, like one of those guys, and then they can get a quarterback on the cheap because I know that uh, Mark Davis is quite cheap. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is one of the owners that have like the least amount of money right yeah yeah to be able to hand out these big like guaranteed contract money and signing bonuses and all that kind of stuff don't like in a way i don't understand like i know that like his only source of income is the raiders but like why not use some of that money that he's obviously putting in his own pocket to buy more businesses and then he has more income i don't it doesn't really I think he's just hyper-focused on just the... I agree the with leaders. you, 100%. Like, if you just get some good real estate advice and just kind of yeah, like figure out how to have some good passive income, that would be great. Or something. Like, he, he has... He definitely oh, there. has... When you're income. spending over $75,000 twice a month for a pristine haircut, there's only so much <laughs> you can do. 
That's true. He does look very, very fashionable every Sunday. He looks like a fucking thumb. <laughs> but anyway... He's is, he is the best-looking look- owner. <laughs> Who is the best-looking... Oh, Cod Sean has a nice mustache. I'm not saying he's good-looking, but he's got a nice-ass stash. Um, yeah, I actually saw him in person a couple years ago when the... Uh, the I bet he has like good charisma on him, not only because he's like a billionaire, but also it's kind of how he looks, right? His his son, um, I think his name is Tony Tony Khan. He is involved in like professional wrestling, like the AWL or whatever that league. Oh is shit! Called. Yeah, he, and he goes on like a bunch of podcasts and stuff. Like he's on um, the Barcel podcast once in a while, and he has like a big personality. So I'm sure, like, if that like he, he is, is a wrestler, that, is what you're saying? No, no, no. They they like own the league or. Oh, gotcha. Oh, like a promoter, and he owns... Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So, when, whenever Shad Khan, you know, kicks the bucket, um, I mean... Tony Khan. It's going to be Tony Khan, and he will be the definitely the uh, most vocal owner in the league, I think. Uh, that's um, going to surpass Jura? I, I think that he will take the throne from Jerry, because by the time that uh, Tony Khan is oh. going to be stepping in these shoes, Jerry yeah. will be long gone, I'm sure. <laughs> Jerry's hanging on by a thread right now. Dude, he looks like the fucking Crypt Keeper. Like, I can't believe that that man... I honestly don't think he's alive. I think they're doing a Weekend at Bernie's thing right now. Did you see... Was it Hard Knocks and he got, like, a cheeseburger and he put salt on a cheeseburger? Yeah, no, he got a fucking McGriddle. And he's, like, talking on the phone. And he's just He's just very (laughs) casually opening, like, three salt packets and pouring... Like, he hasn't even taken a bite yet. What the fuck? (laughs) It's like... Of all things, why are you putting salt on this? Like, what the fuck is going on? That's like getting a can- like getting a Hershey bar and being like, you know what? Let's pour some sugar on this before I eat this. It's re- you know what this really needs? Chocolate syrup. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, my theory is he's so fucking old, his taste buds are just, like, shredded. So yeah, he needs nothing. to just put an ass load of salt just to get any taste that stimulates. He's like, oh, shit, this kind of tastes good. There was a guy... Um, that he was I used to work at that country club like years ago oh yeah I remember that um they they had this old like old crusty chef that they fired like the first weekend I was there so like there was a lot of you know I was like what the fuck man you had some wild stories from your country club days (laughs) I remember every every like weekend I would be so hyped to play Xbox I'd be like yo Derek you gotta tell me what happened you're like dude this fucking cook man let me tell you dude like he would tell me like all this stuff, like the new guy that came in. He was like telling me like how bad it was and everything. Like this is, granted, this is a place that like these people that were members of this country club, they would pay. I, I think it was like eight thousand dollars per quarter or something like that. So like twenty four or thirty two thousand dollars a year to to eat at this place. Um, were you guys just microwaving everything? Be honest, dude. It was absolutely disgusting. Like the way that they. <laughs> maintain the food like they would leave um like their dressings or whatever that they use for the food like if they use like a demi glaze for like a steak or whatever they just left it out it was just like sitting on the, the oven like uncovered just like sitting there and oh my god it was like absolutely like i wouldn't have known that unless the new chef like told me all this stuff but like after they were like fixing everything was the new chef called. literally like hey guys when you guys take a lunch break don't eat anything we make just oh, eat nothing dude. He literally came in and he was like, he was like, I can't Oh, but the mozzarella sticks are good. Those are fine. But everything else, don't eat it. (laughs) Because it was like, that stuff, like the, obviously like the mozzarella sticks, all that stuff was like frozen. Frozen, you just put in a deep fryer, right? Dude, they, um, like, so when you paid that 32,000, like that was like, you paid that and you could eat like whatever you wanted. But if you went 
if you went over $32,000 in food in a year, you would pay extra. Um, so it was kind of like a stipend, I guess. But I mean, who the fuck? How do you go spend? over thirty-two thousand dollars in food? I don't know. <laughs> Especially at a place you don't eat every day. What? Oh, some of them ate there every day. Oh, like, I'm sure. Every... I'm sure. If you're if you're a country club <laughs> member, you go there. Like these, I'm assuming these are like retired day. old white people that are yeah. just like there every single day, just doing the same <laughs> shit. The the kid, the guy that was training me because um I I started out like I was a food runner, and he was training me to be a food runner. And when he was taking the soup out to the the guest, he you know poured the got the ladle, poured the soup in a cup, and he stuck his finger in the cup, and he was like, "All right, that's hot." And he proceeded to walk that same soup out oh to the fucking God. person. <laughs> that's like something you would see in a sitcom, and you're like, "Haha, yeah," but that would never happen. Oh my God! What the fuck? It just happened. <laughs> hold on, hold on. We gotta get back. I'm reeling us back. Derek Carr benched. Obviously, this sucks because this is one of the first, not one of the first, I think there's only been like two, three games so far where all of the Las Vegas Raiders pass catchers were healthy, right? Because Waller's always out, Renfro got a couple of concussions, that kind of stuff. And so now with all of them back, it does suck that we don't get to see the Raiders offense, or I guess the Josh McDaniels offense firing on all cylinders. But Stidham is somewhat familiar with the offense. He is dog shit, though, but I'm also trying to temper my expectation because I think this is a complete wash for Devontae Adams now. They are about to go up against the best defense in the NFL. And, Darren, tell me that crazy stat of what the 49ers defense are able to do to runners on the ground this whole season. Um, They have not allowed a single rusher to go over 60 yards the entire season. So they are pretty much dominating on the ground. Like they're so Josh, not like Brett pretty much has to pray that Josh Jacobs just falls into the end zone, right? Yeah, he has to hope that somehow Jared Stidham gets him down the field enough to get you know short touchdowns because he's probably not going to bust a long one against the 49ers. Yeah, and that would be like worst case scenario for me too if they have a lot of red zone or like inside the five um, opportunities because you yeah. know Josh McDaniels is not going to let him throw. Yeah. It's like they're – I don't know, man. Like I, I think that Jared Stidham is just going to like hyper-target Devontae Adams because I just feel like that's what he's going to do. Um, even though like last week – so Devontae Adams last week was obviously terrible, right? Like he had a really bad game. Um, he still uh, had Disclaimer, he has been pretty terrible like the last three weeks in a row. But he had nine targets the last two weeks. So like losing Derek Carr – arguably doesn't make a difference because if he's still going to get nine, 10 targets, then I mean, Jared Stidham, if Derek Carr was a quarterback last week, he had nine targets and he only completed two of them. He had two catches for 15 yards. I think Jared Stidham can at the very least replicate that. Right. (laughs) So so I think that like, it it can only go up from here. So I still think that Devontae Adams, I, I think he's going to have a good game still because they're not going to not use him. Right. Yeah, I think he should be hyper-targeted, but that's kind of the argument I made for Devonta Adams this entire season, because him and Derek Carr, you would think that them being like best friends in real life would correlate, but not as much as I would have wanted this year, and especially with Derek Carr. Now, sitting on the bench without an injury guts me, because I understand that, what, uh, Devonta Adams, like you said, just had like two catches for like less than 20 yards. Of course, I was upset with that, but I feel like the ceiling of Devonta Adams... I mean, right now, Devonta Adams, like, wide receiver. He's still, like, a top-five wide receiver. Maybe I'm making that up. Yeah, I'm probably making that up. Let me look. But Devonta Adams, he still had those crazy ceiling games with yeah. Carr, where yeah. he could have two touchdowns. Yeah, he's still um, wide receiver four. 
And so he could have like that 33-point game, 29-point game, 31-point game that he's had so far this season. But with Jared Stidham, I feel like the highest he can go is what, like 15? 20. I yeah. think he oh. 20. 20? Yeah, I'd be pretty fun. Yeah, I guess ceiling. Ceiling, that makes sense. Like, I can't say. Yeah, 20 would be absolute ceiling. But, like, I guess you're right because the floor is still there with Carr. He's shown it in the past. So I guess I can't be too upset. But let's also kind of talk about um, maybe where Carr is going to go. Because, like you said, uh, I put my tinfoil hat after we talked a little bit before we recorded the podcast there. And I think what's pretty much happening in Las Vegas is – uh, McDaniels probably went over to the owner Davis and was like, "Hey, look, the only shot we have to be able to turn this shit around, we need a really high draft pick." I already talked to Derek. Um, we're, he's probably going to sit on the bench, so we are going to lose out. So it's not obviously like blatant tanking, but it kind of gives them be like, "Hey, we're just trying out this backup quarterback, even if it is just Jared Sim." So now they have an excuse to lose two games without the worry of the press. It gives Derek Carr a shot to be healthy to move. My conspiracy theory is also saying, and I think we looked at this, I think Devontae Adams is going to demand a trade. And if this were to come true, once again, my tinfoil hat is very tight, so it might be cutting off some oxygen to my brain. What I'm hoping is they're going to hyper-target the fuck out of Devontae Adams to make him look great for the last two games, even without Carr, to be like, all right, now let's try to trade you. And he at least has some good tape still on uh, the end of the year, even without Carr. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm going to tell myself. Uh, what does the, any of that make sense at all, Dare? Um, yeah, I agree. I think that we. Well, so before this started, um, we were actually I pulled up De- Devonte Adams' contract because I assumed that he just signed this giant mega deal last summer. Um, so I kind of was like, oh yeah, there's no way they can trade him. But when we pulled it up, he's pretty easily tradable. Um, if you make it a post June first cut, like it's fine. Like they can definitely trade him. So um, I think that you know after this season, I think that they kind of realized what I was saying in the chat that they can't compete with Pat Mahomes and they can't compete with Justin Herbert. Um, the whole AFC West kind of went nuts trying to keep up with the Chiefs, and the Chiefs still dominated. So like you have to you have to be much better than Derek Carr. Like I'm not saying Derek Carr is terrible, but can you upgrade on Derek Carr? Yes, 100%. Um, like even Herbert struggles to make the playoffs because exactly. they're in the same division as Pat Mahomes. So you don't even have to say, is Derek Carr better than Pat Mahomes? You have to at least say, well, is he at least as good as Herbert? And I think we all know the answer to that already. And before the season, we would have said, oh, yeah, Derek Carr is definitely the fourth best quarterback in this division. <laughs> um, now, Russell Wilson has made that a little different, but... I think to make the playoffs, I know we like right now, like technically the whole NFC East is in the playoffs, but you have to have, and the whole the NFC as a whole just sucks this year, but you have to have at least the second or arguably the second best quarterback in the division to, you know, make the playoffs most of the time. So if they can't argue that they have a guy that's better or as good as Herbert, they got to look for someone better, I think. No, I completely agree. And so I think. With everything that's going down in Las Vegas, it's definitely getting a little bit saucy just because the writing is definitely on the wall with how everything is changing over there. And it sucks because I feel like they have kind of been the butt end of the joke for a while along with the Browns. And I know they obviously had that um, era of dominance. So Emily's dad is a huge Raiders fan, which is why he's so mad that Emily is a big Chiefs fan, which is kind of hilarious. (laughs) And so it's funny because... um, He always talks about how terrible the Raiders are, and I'm always like, Bob, at least you witnessed them being really good for a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, for someone in my lifetime, I've never experienced a good Raiders team, almost ever. 
And so I I feel bad for Raiders fans. But what do you think uh, this says for Derek Carr? Because that's this means if he's not going to be at Las Vegas, he's going to be somewhere else. So where do we think he's going to go? Um, So I I think that he has a few options, all of them better than Las Vegas, honestly. Um, Maybe maybe Indy's debatable. Um, That might be the only one that's worse. But um, he go to the Jets. The Jets are probably, you know, definitely a playoff team with him. Probably. I was going to say, I feel like Jets are going to be in the conversation for any quarterback, right? I think so too. Like they're going to try probably to get an upgrade because they, they could go into the season next week year with Mike white. But like, do you want to go in the season with Mike white? Like I know that the locker room likes him and everything. Hold on. You know what? Um, the good. jets remind me of, they remind me of Denver last year where they're like, yeah. the defense is great. The wide receivers are great. The running backs yep. are great. All they need is a quarterback. That's the same exact thing you could say it with is. the jets. Uh, yep. But the and, thing that but, sucks, but, the difference is they have an actual good head coach. Yes, that's fair. <laughs> that is very fair. And so, it, actually, with that argument, the Jets are actually more attractive than Denver because yeah. in Denver's division, you also have to go against Patrick Mahomes and Herbert, and it's kind of a shit show there because yeah, the everyone Jets, is so you got, good. All, all you got is Josh uh, Allen. Josh Allen, and then that's kind of it. Like Tua, Tua was good this year and everything, but I'm seeing rumors now that Tua might retire. Um, he's like apparently weighing all of his options and everything. I don't think he's going to, he's not going to retire, but I mean, if he's thinking about it now, if he gets another concussion, he might, right? Like, dude, I, I'm actually fearful of my life. Cause I've had so many concussions, but this motherfucker had three concussions in, in a like season. a month. <laughs> yeah. Like what? I've like, had four concussions in my lifetime. And that's a lot for a human being. I feel like, yeah, I think. But to know is, that this guy had three in like a month or two, my yeah. dude, come on. Yeah, I think that he's. I mean, I don't think he's going to, but I think he is considering it because I've seen it from like multiple people on Twitter that he's like thinking about it. Um, but then, so if he doesn't go to the Jets, he could go to Indy. Um, I think Indy's probably his least attractive option, and I don't I think he'll go there because he has a no, no trade clause. I don't think he's going to go to Indy. Um, Washington, I think Washington is probably the second best option behind the Jets. Dude, I could totally um, see him at, uh, as a commander, can't you? Me too, a hundred percent. Like that is he. Fit, uh, that just seems so like well. it just it just makes sense. And they, but their receivers are really good. Terry McLaurin. John what, would Josh they be able family. to? Because they have Heineke, they have Carson Wentz already. Um, yeah, they could totally do it. Carson Wentz, they can cut really easily. I'm pretty sure. And Taylor Heineke, Allah, dead money there. I'm assuming. Contract. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that they they're definitely a candidate. They have the cap space. As soon as they cut Carson Wentz, they'll have the cap space. Um, I think that. If it's not them, then we look at the entire NFC South. <laughs> so, Oh, dude, um, I completely agree. Can you name off the quarterbacks in every single NFC team right now? What? So we have Sam Darnold for the Panthers, right? Yep. Um, that is probably not who they want there long term. No. They already tried to replace him twice. Um, then you have Tom Brady, who we uh, would expect. Tom Brady is not yeah, going back with the Bucks. Yeah, he's trying to leave. Um, Atlanta. Atlanta, they have uh, right now Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter, but both of them I think we would consider bad. Um, yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> and the last team is the Saints, um, who has Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. And they clearly hate Jameis Winston, so he won't <laughs> be back. And Andy Dalton is Andy Dalton. So all four of those teams are a candidate. Um, obviously, if Tom Brady miraculously decides to return to the Bucks, they're no longer a candidate, but I don't think that he's going to. I think he already wanted so. to leave. Um, I think if Todd Bowles is back and Todd Bowles is the head coach, there is 0% chance that Tom Brady is with the Bucs. Um, because I think that if you put 
Bruce Arians, who Tom Brady also doesn't like. If you put Bruce Arians back as that head coach, I don't think that they're as bad as they are right now. Um, I think Todd Bowles is a terrible head coach. He's a great defensive coordinator, but he's a terrible head coach. Um, we have definitely had a large enough sample size now with the Jets. He was bad. Now with the Bucks, he's also bad. Like that, that, that roster, that team, and it's so obvious how to fix their offense too. Like Gronk, Gronk. Of all people, like, I know that he's probably smart in a football sense, but he's a fucking moron. And he was, like, he said that they need to use hurry-up offense more. And that's the only time that their offense looks good is when they're using hurry-up offense. So why the fuck aren't they doing it more? (laughs) It's, like, so obvious to see. But it's just because Todd Bowles just wants to ground and pound and fucking use his defense. Like, it's so stupid. Um, But, yeah, I think all four of those teams. And I I think Carolina, they're low-key, like, kind of good um their defense is pretty solid they have a good offensive line um the saints Derek Carr would fit that offense too they'll run first and they still Mm -hmm. will be run first even with Derek Carr but with Derek Carr you at least have a little bit more of a ceiling on some of the throws that he's able to make because say what you will about Carr but he can make every throw on the field yeah and you got Atlanta with Kyle Pitts and Drake London right um they have a decent offensive line um Tampa Bay Chris Godwin Mike Evans they're, when healthy, their line is good. Um, they're obviously, like, super banged up this year. But um, every team in the NFC South, if they had, like, a, a quarterback, aside from Tampa Bay, because I think if they keep Todd Bowles, then they're screwed either way. Um, but they are all better spots, in my opinion, than Las Vegas right now. Would you be excited for the pass catchers to whatever team their car eventually lands on, or will it be more of like a neutral push for you? The, the only one I would say that's not an upgrade is Tampa Bay. Um, so I think that if he goes to Carolina, really it's great for DJ Moore because he, car, I, I definitely agree with you. Car is not going to throw for like 5,000 yards. Like Brady always does every single year when he's mm-hmm. on the bucks, but at least car can throw the deep ball and they have pretty good field stretchers like the Mike Evans and stuff like that. Well, I've seen a couple of Tom Brady's deep balls that were called back by penalty, or that one that really sticks out with Mike Evans that drops it against Carolina. That was the most. That was horrible. <laughs> so I think he can still do it, but Tom Brady's not doing it because their offensive line is so bad. Like I saw last week, his time to throw was one point eight seconds, which is absolutely ridiculous. So he's not like allowing. Because the offensive line is so bad, and he doesn't want to get hurt, which I don't really blame him. Yeah, I think if you just put a cardboard box in front of Tom Brady, you could block it for 1.8 seconds. Yeah, like you, it's it's insane because he's not allowing the offense to develop. But at the same time, if Derek Carr's time to throw was 2.8 seconds instead, um, I don't think it makes that much of a difference because I just think that the offense as a whole is just bad. Because it's just like one, but you also have to look at the sense of. Maybe Todd Bowles won't be there, which yeah, I think will then change up things for Carr as well. Yeah, so but I think any of those, any of those teams in the NFC South, I think they're all like good spots. Like the Saints, because of the Saints, the Saints are probably a playoff team. They're they're at like six wins right now, right? Like something. I was like gonna that. say they're ah, they're. I know they're doing pretty bad for a little while. Did they really start turning it on? I think I think they're at like five or six wins, but yeah, like their cars probably get them to at least like eight or nine. So like they're probably at least in the conversation of the playoffs, unlike they are right now. Um, I think that he's an upgrade there. Obviously, an upgrade over Mariota and Ritter. Um, obviously, an upgrade over, over Darnold. So like for the for DJ Moore, like that's great for him if he actually gets a good quarterback 
Um, Drake Did you just say Derek Carr is a good quarterback? I think he's good. Like, he's solid. Um, I don't think he's... Max, cut so, that. <laughs> if, you, if you had the choice between uh, Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo, who are you taking? Definitely, like, definitely taking Carr there, right? I, I think it's close, though. Like, I think that Jimmy Garoppolo obviously has flaws, for sure. Um, but Derek Carr I think does Jimmy too. G is, like, more accurate, I guess? But, like, think- a weaker arm? But Carr can make every single throw on the field. Like, Jimmy G's just really conservative. He's like, that's yes. his thing. I think that if you're going with Jimmy G, you're taking the higher floor option. Agreed. Yeah, for sure. And he also has the lower ceiling. But Derek Carr has the higher ceiling and also the lower floor. Um, because there's games where Derek Carr, like last week against the Steelers, he was terrible. So, like, there's games where Derek Carr is just, like, really bad. But Jimmy Garoppolo is not ever really bad. Like, he's usually always average, but... Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's all... Like, I would take average right now if I could. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, for a lot of teams, like, I'm sure that the Jets right now, if the Jets could get Jimmy Garoppolo on that roster, they would do it in a fucking heartbeat because... Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of teams would. I feel like Jimmy G has been, uh... I mean... Yeah, he has those flaws. You obviously see, they're obviously magnified in the playoffs because of how good the 49ers are. And because of how talented they are, you could say that maybe at some points Jimmy G held that team back, which I would definitely agree with. But mm-hmm. I feel like because of those storylines, it really undermines the talent that Jimmy G actually does have. So I feel like a lot of teams would actually be really hyped to have him as their starter. And yeah. so with all of that being said... Another news dropped yesterday while I was trying to break the fever. And, uh, Darren, we just figured out how to say this guy's name, but Keishon Booty is, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's going on with Booty? Yeah, we, we actually had to uh, look it up how to pronounce it because we were both saying Boote, um, which is incorrect. He says it himself, Booty. Um, so it's Keishon Booty. Um, which, Darren, you, you just said that made you like him a lot more. It did because, you know, if a guy with a last name Booty, it's – pretty cool um you don't really see that often like i saw like a dude that committed to some Kyle. i think he committed to north carolina yesterday his name is storm duck like how do you get a oh name? yeah <laughs> <laughs> how do you get a name like that storm duck i, I don't know I, I always like the guy like they i not that he like i think booty is a good player too so like that obviously helps like if he was a guy that was projected to go in the fifth round i'll be like okay cool he's got a funny last name but, hold on but, hold on let's just rewind for one quick second storm duck i feel like any name you would put in front of duck though would still sound like that's true darren duck thomas <laughs> duck abraham <laughs> duck like it doesn't matter it's just funny that they just leaned in harder like fuck it. it's gonna sound storm weird duck. let's just do storm duck <laughs> they should have named him donald <laughs> oh my god God, do you think there'd be copyright infringement there, though? It no, because that's be, his yeah. name. Disney, well, Disney probably has copyright on Donald Duck. Like they, yeah, probably, they definitely. And Disney's like super, like hardcore about their copyright infringement yeah, they, stuff. They, they wouldn't like sue this random family from <laughs> North Carolina, but I mean, they would be like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> um, what they would have to do is name him that, and then just like train them to be like all right you're gonna have to open up your own animation studio to go against disney that's what i'm gonna raise you to do imagine just donald duck just crane the next um rival that'd be hilarious but why but why do you think he did like decided to change his mind like he he declared he was going back to school like pretty fast. I, I think he heard from his agent that he He's would most likely be one. like a late round first rounder i think he heard that and he said all right fuck it i'm back i, I think so too like he had to have 
he had to have had really good news about his draft stock because otherwise, why why would he change his mind like this? Um, so he yeah, had I think what I've been hearing from a lot of agents is the way that they are able to pinpoint it is like they go to a lot of like uh, lead scouts of a lot of teams and they kind of give them a breakdown of their top players in some positions. Yeah. And the agent must have seen Booty was at least top five on a bunch of them, right? Yeah, and, and at the same time, I don't know how he didn't know that to begin with, because if you look at the class just from, you know, a fantasy analyst, you know, viewpoint, and he's in the top four of every, and we always have four wide receivers go in the first round. So they were there were some people that were putting, um, they were putting Josh Downs from UNC in the first round in like some of the mock drafts, the early mock drafts I've seen so far. And I think he's more of like a you know early second round pick, but if he was getting mocked in the first round, then obviously Booty's going to go in the first round. I don't know. I don't know why he didn't know that to begin with, but I think he made the his revised choice was the right one. I think. Yeah. Anytime you have an opportunity to declare, you should absolutely do so. And he is back, so that definitely helps the strength of this class, right? Yeah. Because uh, what, what what were your feelings on Booty? Uh, regardless of his announcement, um, I, I thought he I thought he's good, um, but I think he had like a really bad year this year. But that might be like no fault of his own because we've seen guys where like they have new head coaches come in, they have bad quarterback play, all that stuff. I think and, his like, bad film was also expedite or like magnified as well because he gave up on a lot of routes and stuff. Yeah. So it was also like he gave up on the season. So I think that rubbed people the wrong way. Yeah. So I think that, like, all of his stuff that looks bad now is definitely fixable. Um, so, like, I think he's, as long as he gets, like, first first round draft capital, I would totally be in. But um, If I was a wide receiver and projected, like, mid to late round first, that'd be hype. Because then you go to a pretty solid team. Yeah, with usually a good quarterback. Exactly, and that's all you want as a wide receiver. I think I would prefer to do that than, like, instead of going, like, five overall to, like, a real shit team with a bad quarterback, um, why not just go, like, 18 to, like, 20? Obviously, they can't choose, but I'm just saying, I feel like that would be the optimal, like, placement. Yeah, because how often are you a Jamar Chase that gets drafted in the top five and you go to Joe Burrow? Like, when does that happen? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, with him coming back... There, I also wanted to bring up one more topic NFL-related, and it's kind of coaches on the hot seat, people that we're probably expecting to be fired. And I guess before we bring up the coach's name that we both agreed are is probably sitting on a volcano right now, um, I guess we should kind of rattle off the interim head coaches right now that we are expecting kind of on the hot seat, but also because they're just there uh, on, like, an interim basis. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know if they're, like, technically interim coaches, but they are, like, kind of in a sense. Like, Lovey Smith, Dennis Allen, and Todd Bowles. I think they were all hired, like, full-time, but they all feel like interim coaches <laughs> uh, because yeah. of like, when they were hired. Like, Jeff Saturday Lovie the Smith, most, right? Yeah, Jeff Saturday. I, I I don't know how you can keep that guy. I know, like, we talked about this on the last pod, like, how he blew the 33 nothing lead. Like, how, how do you keep him? Like, what is your... So if you if you hire Jeff Saturday to a multi year contract, what is your justification? Like, what has he done? <laughs> what has he done? Like he he beat the Raiders in his first he game. He handed uh, he snapped the ball to Peyton Manning a few times and won the Super Bowl. 
And he, he was a failed high school head coach. Just let the guy go back to ESPN so we can talk about it. Like we, you don't need you don't need him to be your head coach. He's not qualified. He can't do it. He's not good at it. Like he rallied the troops against the Raiders, who are also a bad team, um, and they've blown some games. So he won one game against a bad team, and then ever since then he's looked absolutely terrible. Like if you are a coach that blows a thirty-three to nothing lead. Unless it's like that's a fireable offense. Yeah, unless it's like a guy like Bill Belichick or you know Andy Reid, like someone that has like you can chalk it up to being like, oh, that was a weird game. I don't know how that happened. Um, if it's Jeff Saturday though, like he's done. Like you can't you can't come back from that unless you have a track record already under your belt where you're a good coach because. Yeah, it's got to seem like an anomaly. His sample size is already so small, and this has already come up. To me, I'm thinking he already blew this. What else can this guy blow? Yeah, he's he's not good. He needs to get out of there. And like I I did, we ju- I just talked about Todd Bowles. How I what I think of Todd Bowles, and he's like he was with the Jets for a couple years. He was bad with the Jets. Um, the only thing he's good at is being a defensive coordinator, which was fine, you know, because like you have guys like Wade Phillips, who was like an awesome defensive coordinator, and was a, not a good head coach. Um, some guys just aren't cut out for the head coach job, but he can be a great defensive coordinator. So you know maybe they want to keep Todd Bowles on the staff demote him back to defensive coordinator and he could run the defense for you and you bring in maybe they bring in a guy like Sean Payton and then they can keep Tom Brady as they probably want to um so if you bring in Sean Payton who Tom Brady wanted to leave to go to Miami with Sean Payton so if they can somehow the Saints aren't going to trade Sean Payton in the division is that wild too I feel like that story is so glossed over that he was trying to leave and go with a yeah, like just behind the scenes, he was just like in a group chat, probably with like Sean Payton and people, and be like, "Yo, uh, yeah, was, so why don't we all just like go to Miami or something, huh? Like, yeah, how does this even happen? Better. Just like low key, like, hey, show, like, did it start as like a joke? Like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we all just like colluded and just went to another franchise? Like, wouldn't that be cool? Like, you're retired like, now, but aren't you gonna come back for me? We should make this happen. Absolutely, like that actually, ha- like that's like a conspiracy theory that's so out there, but it actually happened, and no one's really talking about it. Yeah, and, and I think that, like, that alone is enough evidence for me to say that, like, there's no way Tom Brady's going to be back with the Bucks, um, unless they get Sean Payton as their head coach, uh, which isn't going to happen because the Saints would never trade him into the division. Um, so I think, like, a spot for Tom Brady could be the Saints. Do you think Tom Brady's just going to play forever now because he ruined his life for football? Um, I don't think he's going to play forever because of the way that he plays now because he, like, does not want to get hit. And I don't blame him because he's old, but so pretty much I, he'll just play until he just feel like he ran out of options. I think he's gonna play until he knows he's bad. Like he's still playing at a pretty high level. Like he has over four thousand yards passing. Um, if their offensive line was better, like they would be better as a team. Um, they're not. I think part of that's coaching because like they're they're poorly executing a lot of things. Um, I think if. He goes, like, but he's one of his options. I think is the Raiders, and like, is the Raiders any better than? He's the not Bucks? going like, to the Raiders because I, I think Tom Brady essentially picks divisions, not just based on dominate. talent, but also who's in the division. And he's yeah. not going to go into a division of Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. No way. I agree with you there. Like, I, I can't. Like, it's it makes sense on like a Josh McDaniels. He's familiar with, but he fucking. I don't even think he likes Josh McDaniels because those two screamed at each other like nonstop on the sidelines for New England. Um so I, I I I don't know. Like I think it's interesting because he's gonna go somewhere, and I think like weirdly, I think Detroit is a spot for Tom Brady because they have an offens- awesome offensive line. Brett just turned off the good. podcast. You know that. <laughs> 
But, like, it makes sense, right? Like, they have one of the best offensive lines in the league. They have good skill players. Their division How much sucks. better is he than Goff, though? Oh, he's definitely better than Goff. Are you kidding me? How much, though? <laughs> a lot. A really? lot better. Yeah. Is Goff that bad to you? Goff is mediocre. Like, he's he's good. He's worse than Derek Carr, who I consider, like, average. So, like, he's slightly below average. So are you like, putting um, Goff in, like, the same level as – I'm trying to think of, like, another quarterback of that range. Like, name some quarterbacks in that range. Like, a Sam Darnold? Is that where you're putting? No, he's better than Sam Darnold. Honestly, Jared Goff might be in his own tier, like, by himself. <laughs> uh, he just floats out there, and then there are the people below him and above him. There's, like, there's like uh, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr. Like, there's, like, that tier of guys. And then below that is Jared Goff. But then Jared like Goff Jimmy is G also... Is Jimmy G and Jared Goff, like, the same thing? E... Or which yeah, one's I guess they're about the same. Because I would probably put... I'd probably put Jimmy G slightly below Derek Carr, but I would I would definitely take Jared, Jimmy Garoppolo over Jared Goff, like in a in a second. I would. So I, I think that man, anything to really get an extra little nudge on Brett, huh? <laughs> I'm not even saying this to get a nudge on Brett. I just he's like fucking Sean McVay, who is one of the best offensive lines in the league or offensive minds, excuse me, in the league. He traded Jared Goff. And two first-round picks to get Matt Stafford. <laughs> so he hated him that much that he was like, this guy is so fucking average that I need to trade two first-round picks to get a guy that's, you know, not even that much better. Like, I think Matt Stafford is in the same tier with, like, Kirk Cousins. So he's only – he traded two first-round picks to move, like, one tier up in skill, in my opinion. And yeah. that's kind of insane. But he just hated Jared Goff that much that he was like, this guy's never going to do shit for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that so I think that like yeah, Jared Goff is probably in the same tier as Jimmy Garoppolo because I think that if you put they're they're very similar. They're they're very um capped kind of quarterbacks. Like they yeah. have a, a low ceiling, but they yeah. have a relatively highish floor. Um I mean but then also Jared Goff does face plant sometimes. Um but I think you're they're they're very similar, Jared Goff and Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, with all that being said, I guess we'll just wrap up a little bit of these type of head coaches. Like Dennis Allen, you also, we both kind of think are kind of on a hot seat because it looked like they were just kind of in like a one-year rental, similar with Lovey Mm -hmm. Smith, like sacrificial lambs for like a big bridge year. And you're seeing all this stuff now that Sean Payton is like, it's granted he's going to come back and he's going to be somewhere in the NFL and he's going to come back to the Saints and all this stuff. If Sean Payton comes back to the Saints and Dennis Allen, he's back on the defense coordinator in a second. Like there's no way that they're going to choose Dennis Allen over Sean Payton if he wants to come back to the Saints. So, I mean... Do you I think, think he's should, coming back to the Saints? I think he's going to come back to the NFL. I don't know if he's going to come back to the Saints. I don't think he's coming back to the Saints. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't come back to the Saints if I was Sean Payton because I think they're a mess, but... Um, well, so it's like every other franchise in that division. That's true. But, and if they can get, you know, Derek Carr, who we just talked about, then... Maybe they're back. Derek Carr, if they can keep Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, Derek Carr, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave, like that's that's you, a, you win the division. That's win the division, team. yeah. So I mean, if I'm Sean Bain and if they can get Derek Carr, I would probably come back. But they definitely need a solid quarterback. Like you can't go into next season with fucking Taysom Hill as your. Oh, dude, Sean Payne's gonna come back. He's like, Yo, Taysom, you're still here. Oh yeah, here we Thank go. QB one. Let's <laughs> give you an extension God. first of all. We need to give you another $140 million extension. That is <laughs> I can't believe he got that money. Business. 
It's ins- it's absolutely insane, and it's all like fake money, but like just the way that they put it down on paper, so Sean Payton could be like, "Oh, I gave this guy 140 million dollars." Making this, it's like a wish a kid, and it's like it's only. Like, he only would hit those numbers if he, like, played, like, a certain amount of snaps at quarterback and all that stuff. So, like, he's never, you know, sniffing that much money. But he's still, to do, like, nothing. Like, what does he play? Like, 15 snaps a game? I think he's getting paid, like, $8 million a year. And he does, like, nothing. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, a vet that's just, just been, like, a journeyman that just busts your ass off in the trenches and then you just see Taysom Hill just getting just $8 million? Just because Sean liked him so much. <laughs> yeah, I'd be so fucking pissed. But... <laughs> the final coach we want to talk about that we both are in agreement are would you already say it's a surefire thing with Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona? Uh it it seems like it more as time goes on. Like in the when the season uh like two weeks ago, I was like, oh, they're probably not gonna fire him because like they gave him the extension, like they're they have Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury and then Steve Kime stepped away and I was like, Oh, maybe now that they're gonna use this as an excuse to get rid of Cliff Kingsbury too. Um I mean if I'm in that position, I'm the owner. I'm cleaning house because I think Steve Kimes sucks, and I think that Cliff Kingsbury is very, very mediocre. Um, I don't even yeah, think I, I would Cliff hire being like a solid offensive coordinator, but not not a head coach. Yeah, and and with that being said, I don't even think I would hire him as my offensive coordinator. I would, unless I'm like the Patriots and I'm having Matt Patricia out there. Then Cliff Kingsbury, yeah, he's an upgrade, but he's probably um, going back to college after this, right? Yeah, I think so. I think he's going to take a college job somewhere, which is where I think he's probably suited best. Yeah, um, his style, he's much better as a college one. Yeah, like, and he wasn't, obviously he wasn't great as a head coach in college either, but um, if I was him, go back to college, you're still going to be making the same amount of money. Um, you know, I think he's going to make out just fine regardless, but I, I think his days in Arizona are probably numbered. What does that mean for Arizona? Because that would be a huge seismic shift in well, everything that they do. They're already bad. Um, so I think that they're just going to continue to be bad. Um, yeah, they'll not... lose J.J. Watt. They'll lose a head coach. they need to get a new GM. Yeah, Kyler Murray, Murray saw... probably is going to play for how long? Um, I saw that his optimistic return table was in, like, middle October. Um, so that's, like, week seven, that's right? That's optimistic, too. Yeah, so that's, like, the early end, he's coming back, like, week seven, I think. Um, So it could be a little longer. So, like, they're not going to have – they're going to be bad next year, like, really bad. Um, I, you know, I I wouldn't want that job if I was a head coach. So, like, Sean Payton, like, they're – He's not going to go there. Send Colt McCoy. They got to find someone to put back. There. Like they, they always, uh, for all the job openings, they always bring up like the big name coaches, like Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton. Like they bring up those guys, but neither of them are going to Arizona. Like they're not. No, that no job. way. Um, I, I don't know. Like I wouldn't even. I if I could, if I was hired as the GM, I would probably trade Kyler too. Like I would just start over completely because It'd I be hard because Kyler. I feel like doesn't have a good reputation. Yeah, but not just for the fan base, but just in general in football. What if you did like a flop? Like you could, you could swap Kyler for Lamar just straight up because doesn't have, that doesn't happen in the NFL. It doesn't happen. But what if? What if you could? You could have Lamar. You still have a same class of quarterback, and you, you give him just give him the contract he wants. Like give him the whatever two hundred million guaranteed or whatever the fuck he wants. But then you get rid of your headache, who's a shitty leader and not a team player for the most part, like only very few players seem to like him. Um, then you, the Ravens at the same time, the Ravens stay where they are. They don't have to give the quarterback that guaranteed money that he wants. 
kind of works for both sides. I don't think it's going to happen, obviously, but <laughs> yeah, I'd be interesting. That'd be a lot of fun. I, w- I wish gyms were more like that. I know they have to be a little more open-minded. And I think as but time goes the gyms on, are like gentlemen, old white guys, like, Oh, gotta be conservative. That's why Howie just yeah. fucking goes balls to the, Howie's probably the one that's like you in the PDL that just texts every single GM at night. Be like, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you want to do this? this? You, you want to do this? Yeah. Jay Ajayi for a third. Who says no? Come on, let's do this right now. <laughs> he probably is. Like he's just constantly badgering people like, Hey, this and is, then I all the other guys like, dude, I'm eating dinner with my wife. All right. Let's relax. You're not supposed right. to text after business hours, Howard. All right. I'll get back to you in 30 minutes. That should be, you should be good, right? They should have enough time to eat and clean up and everything. I'll get back to you. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you actually FaceTime. I'll FaceTime you in 30. All right, see you. Oh, wait, wait. What are you eating? All right, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Jay, like, for a third? I bet, right, see I bet that that, when they traded for uh, Robert Quinn, I bet that that started out as lower than a fourth round pick. Like, he was probably like, ah, he's old. He makes a lot of money. Like, I'll give you like a six. What do you think a six? Like, maybe a six and a pick swap or something. We give you like a fifth for a six. He definitely does that. He exercises <laughs> every fucking avenue. He does all like, the pick swaps. He does like practice squad member swaps. He does all this shit. And I think like a lot of the. Uh, other GMs, they're usually like old, crusty guys that are like stuck in their way and they don't like Dave Gettleman or John Dorsey and like those guys that they're like, oh, I know more than you. I'm better. They than have you. like I'm a price on their you. guy. And if they get like, oh, I just fucking yep. fleeced them. And you're like, dude, the prices that you had were wrong to begin with. Yep. And it's like, it's insane because so a couple years ago when Dave Gettleman traded Odell to Cleveland, they got a first and a third, I think, or something like that. Which was like nowhere near enough because a couple of years ago Odell was Justin Jefferson right now, and if Justin Jefferson was traded for a first and a third, like everyone would be like, "What the fuck just happened?" Um, obviously, Odell's career got off track um, because that was Dave Gettleman's intention when he traded him to, to uh, Cleveland. There, he wanted his career to die. Odell said it himself um, because he had other options. He could have traded he him. He did kill it though. He did. Oh, do he it. did. He absolutely did. That's the only thing Dave Gettleman did as he intended his whole entire career. Um, he wanted to end Odell's career, and he did that. And that was the only thing he did correctly. Everything else, he sucked as a GM. <laughs> um, but like he had other options. He could have traded him to New England. They offered more. Uh, Sam Fran offered more. But he wanted to end his career, so he sent him to Cleveland. Um, nuts, dude. But like, usually it's those old, old-timey, like, ah, 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 this is how we're going to do it. Those kind of guys that... They suck, and how he can take advantage of it. It's like I'm the guys saying. that still have like a bunch of binder full of stuff, and you're like, bro, you just all have all this on a computer. And they're like, nah, I need a binder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I need a be, sharpie. It needs to be hard paper here, Sonny. <laughs> we I need reams and reams. Oh, dude, we, we're trying to go green, boss. No, 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 no. Goodbye. We gotta to, have reams of paper. Bring me out a picture of this guy, booty. What does he look like? Put <laughs> <laughs> <Bring> it out. <laughs> I want to see his wingspan, but do it in paper. That's the way I function. <laughs> if you can, one of you needs to fly down there to Baton Rouge, and you need to get one of those long, spanable tape measures. Have the kid, <laughs> <laughs> have the kid, stick his arms out and take a picture on my digital camera, and then bring it back to me. <laughs> get this big old piece of poster paper. All right, you hear me? You go down to <laughs> see this booty kid. Cut out. Yeah, just get a big one and trace his hands. I want to see how big this motherfucker is, but I need it on this paper. Like, trace like, you know his hands. Turkeys, those turkeys that you used to draw as you were a little kid? Trace his <laughs> hand like that. That's that's what I want. So bring it back. I want to compare sizes with me, and that's how I'll know if he's a good football player. I Let feel like so you. many so many of the GMs are like that. Like, they're just, like, old, stupid, old white men. And they're just, they're just there because— Hold on. Like, when you went to the draft, did he or did he not hold the door for his mother? I need to know. 
Oh, that's why they hated Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah. They hated that's Aaron why they Rodgers loved because Alex Smith because Alex Smith was like the good guy. Yeah, he was like all courteous and, uh, you know, all that stuff. And it was Aaron like, Rodgers. Thank you. And Aaron Rodgers like, yeah, bag. dude. But I feel that, like you kind of so want that douchebag mentality a little bit from your quarterback. Like, I know that most of them are like cornballs, but um, you kind of want like the little little bit you of want an them edge to have your quarterback. Edge. It's very rare to have a quarterback with edge that sucks, right? Yeah, I I agree. Like, I mean, unless it's Johnny Manziel, like, then yeah, he has a little too extent. much edge. Gardner Minshew. Yeah, you, you don't you don't want to you have to find the right amount of edge because you normally yeah. you want. But then there's like some vanilla quarterbacks that usually like how many good good quarterbacks are that's completely vanilla outside of like Justin Herbert, Kirk Cousins. That's true. Yeah. Russell Wilson used to Trevor be. Trevor Lawrence is super. He's as vanilla as it gets. Yeah, yeah. There, there I mean, there is a lot of corny. Also, sorry, I, I don't know. Why I thought of this. It's probably because I was trying to think of. Wait, have I even heard Trevor Lawrence talk? And then I tried to think of how he would sound if he talked. And I just assume because he's from like a surfer boy, he would talk slow. And speaking of talking slow, have you heard the Bosa's talk like at all? Oh yeah, I, Nick Bosa and Joey—they both talk. Did you the watch? Same, but... Did you watch the um, the Jeffrey Dahmer? No, I haven't. So he has this like Minnesotan accent. There he's yeah. like, and and they both talk like that. They both are because I know that they're both from like Wisconsin or wherever the fuck. They're yeah, from. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're from the Midwest. They, they talk like they're like. Fighting through their thoughts. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, there was they a video like they're of, absolutely... Like, if I was a I high just, school teacher, I'd be like, this kid needs to get drug tested every day. <laughs> yeah, like, if I was like, a high school coach, I would pull Joey and Nick aside and be like, dude, you gotta lay off the marijuana. And be like, coach, I'm not I'm not, coach. I just want to sack the quarterback. But, like, when <laughs> like, they play, fuck? they play so hard, and it just doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. Yeah, they're both, like, very soft-spoken, like, deep voice, slowly talking, like... Yeah, but then when they play, they're just, like, shot out of a cannon. Like, running with their heads cut off. It's unbelievable. Can you imagine the grocery bill for the Bosa household when those kids were growing up? Oh, my gosh, dude. (laughs) The amount of protein you would just have to buy alone for just one meal. Then the father (laughs) is just sitting there be like, all right, I'll just eat the scraps, sons. You you, you go at it. I'll I'll have the bones. They probably just, like, killed a cow each week. (laughs) How, how yeah, their parents are just children? not by not by their own choice. They just became a slaughterhouse family. Like, they're like, I oh, might as well make this into a business because well, we have to feed our sons anyway. They're both twelve years old and they're six foot three and they're <laughs> three hundred pounds. It's like how yeah, like sixty this? ounce steaks every night. <laughs> oh my god, that would. That's why they talk so slow because they're constantly just so full and they're yeah. just they, they just can't even get through it. <laughs> but all right, there. It is now updated. We both always have so much beef with Sleeper, mostly because yeah, they get so much long. funding, and we just don't know what happens. And it's so they fucking must have stupid like that 10 we, employees. Like we have to wait till fucking Thursday to see the matchups, and that's like there's a game Thursday night, so I feel like they're like, ah, oh, fuck. I guess we should update it. Like <laughs> there's like an obligation. They don't do it to help us. They do it because <laughs> they're like, I guess we should do the bare fucking minimum. So. I know we already like kind <laughs> of went through this, and I'm looking at it now, and it's the exact same players that I picked. Um, Maybe to, we could just highlight just matchups, though. Um, I think that, like, your matchups are better than Brett's. Obviously, you're at the disadvantage where you're not going to have Lamar, so you're not going to be able to play a quarterback. Or Derrick Henry. Spot. It will, I, I actually think Derrick Henry is a blessing in disguise because he's playing oh, Hold on, Dallas. breaking news. Titans are benching rookie Malik Willis and will start third-string quarterback Josh. Wait, Josh, hold on, hold on. Let me get Josh Dobbs. 
Wait, is Josh Dobbs even available? Oh my god, he uh, is. Am I really about to do this right now? I would not start Josh Dobbs. I'm not. I'm mind. just taking him just in case. Uh, <laughs> it's funny that um, this has happened each time, every time I try to get a quarterback. So that means Malik Willis's career is over. Um, I guess, right? Because uh, what he showed on tape has Josh been Dobbs. worse. Don't you think his... Don't you think he would have been more valuable if he just never played football his rookie year? Um, yeah. Because his preseason was kind of okay, and then, like, yeah. he, now he's just bad. I, I think that's that's probably it for his career. Like, he's done. <laughs> There's no way. Because if he... He had the lowest, like, last last week, um, he had the lowest ever yardage prop, passing prop ever, in the history of gambling, and he didn't even get close to it. So... <laughs> He is he's not a good passer, obviously. I don't think he's ever going to be a good passer. Like I know that you said this before the draft and everything, that he was like three or four years away from being ready. Um, that's not fast enough in the NFL. If it takes you three, four years to be ready, you're not an NFL quarterback and you shouldn't be in the NFL. Um, maybe he can consider Isn't a it crazy season. that people were mocking Malik Willis number two in the first round? Lions? Yeah, in the first round. Like so like you you have to, you know, think about a position change if you're Malik Willis because it's not going to work at quarterback at this point. Like you, you can't get benched for Josh Dobbs. You can't. You can't. Yeah, you just can't especially, yeah, especially when like this is when you would expect Malik Willis to finally show up. But he's just so bad with the coach. Like, like you, you know what? I don't want to get situation, In a normal situation, this is a meaningless game too, isn't it? Like yeah, I, I feel like we have to game. stress that. Yeah, it's a meaningless game. They can see what they need to see against a good defense. Um, but in this situation, uh, Coach Rabel, he he was like, I've, I've seen enough. This kid sucks. Like, I am I would rather play Josh Dobbs. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's toast. He's done. He's not, not going to be good, not going to be ever relevant, ever, I don't think. Um, but getting back to this... Um, I think Derrick Henry still, even with Josh Dobbs moves, I still still think he's a blessing in disguise because they're playing Dallas. Um, Dallas still, I know like the last pod, I said that Dallas doesn't have anything to play for, but they still could get the one seed. If the Eagles lose out and they win out, I'm pretty sure they can get the one seed. Um, so the Dallas still still does have something to play for. Um, so I think they're going to be playing hard this game. And if Derrick Henry won't Pollard playing, might be out. That's that's Pollard's, big. Power's going to be out too, yeah, which is good for Max. But um, so Max can still win the third place game because Brian still has all their some money. Um, but I think your matchups are better, like McCaffrey against Vegas, Kamara against Philly, Devontae against San Fran, who's better or worse against the pass than they are against the run. Diggs and Burrow on Monday Night Football against each other. Um, Hopkins is preferable to. Marquise Brown, I would say. George Kittle has been awesome against Vegas, who also stinks. Um, DK Metcalf, now that Tyler Lockett's coming back, that's going to help DK Metcalf, I think, because they won't be able to focus so much on him. Um, Miles Sanders against New Orleans, like, that's decent. Um, Mike Mike Williams against the Rams, also decent, as if he's not, like, shadowed by Jalen Ramsey. Like, which I mean, even if he is, I feel happened. like Mike Williams would be the Jalen Ramsey is, like, declining pretty rapidly i think like he still makes good plays like every game but he gets beat he's just like really physical often. but like outside of that he's yeah, kind he gets of beat way more often than he used to yeah um, but... but on the flip side you have kirk cousins against green bay um who Shit. sucks against the run but like they're decent against the pass um 
Dalvin Cook's great matchup against Green Bay because they suck against the run. Josh Jacobs, terrible matchup, terrible, like worst, worst matchup. What is your prediction? What do you? How many points do you think when it's all said and done? Um, I think you're both going to be around like 140 ish, but I would say like I, I still think you're going to win, but I think you're going to win by like one point. Of course, like, you're going to say I'm going to win. You hate Brett, so you didn't. Have to <laughs> I knew what you like. Brett even knew what you were going to say. I, I think you're going to win by like one. Like I, and I think like tonight could be actually a deciding factor because he has Michael Gallup on Thursday, like tonight, against Yeah, Tennessee. this game, Tennessee. I already told Emily I didn't want to watch it because obviously uh, Derrick Henry isn't playing. Yeah. I was like, fuck, why would I even want to watch this game because now it's just going to torture me? But because Gallup is against me, I have to watch. Yeah, and, and if Gallup, they have a terrible, terrible pass defense. If Gallup can go out there and he can put up like 15, 20 points, it's over. you're probably going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I've already lost, but... I don't know. Maybe I'll have a last-second uh, pivot to put Josh Dobbs in there, man. Ah, uh, I don't think I would do that. Especially against this defense, right? Yeah, there's Even no Even if way. it was Josh Dobbs first start against any defense, it'd be risky, let alone against Dallas. Unless it was Josh Dobbs against, like, a bad defense. Like, if it was Josh Josh Dobbs against the Raiders or something, like... Uh, I don't know. Still, I'd be like, eh. I, don't know. Yeah, I see what happens to me with Nick Foles. It's over for me. Yeah, that's... Maybe I'll put in Nick Foles last second. I've been thinking about that there. Are you Saturday double down. I was like, there's no way Foles is good to learn. <laughs> He's not going to be that bad two years or two weeks in a row. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's <laughs> Nick Foles. I, I, there's no way. Like, if he was already benched, I'd be like, obviously not. But, like, because now he, I don't know. I think. Maybe, right? Dude, Josh Dobbs hasn't played in a game since 2020. Yeah, I ain't starting him. No way. Holy shit. And he just got fucking started over Malik Willis, who was just a third round. Malik Willis' career is over. It's over. <laughs> it's over. He just got benched for a guy that hasn't played in two years. That's actually unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Oh, my God. Yeah, actually, when you contextualize it that way, it is over for the guy. Oh, my God. That's that's kind of sad in a way. <laughs> I mean... He's going to be financially set for life if he's not an idiot because he's still making a few million dollars. Maybe, maybe the, uh, that's who the Ravens will go for. If they get rid of Lamar. Like, all right, who's the I mean, he definitely could run Greg, Greg Roman's shitty ass offense. That's, for that's sure. what I mean. Like, Greg Roman doesn't need the quarterback to do anything. The quarterback yeah, is essentially another quarterback to throw. <laughs> exactly. Just like, all right, all you have to do is be able to throw behind the line of scrimmage 10 yards. That's it. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, they could. Shit. Maybe they trade Malik Willis and, like, a couple first round picks and they get Lamar. I like how this podcast has turned into, well, where's Lamar going to go? <laughs> I think he's going to be stuck on the Ravens. Like, they're going to finally, like, pony up, and they're going to give him the contract that he deserves. Um, if I'm Lamar, I, I'm sitting there be like, I, it, actually, guys, it wasn't about the money. It was a clause in the contract that said Greg Roman is not allowed to be a part of this franchise. Anymore. But it doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense to me why. So I, I, I get, like, the you know, the running quarterbacks and, like, their careers are shortened and everything like that. So give them a four-year deal. Four year, hundred eighty million or whatever it is, fully guaranteed, and then after that, get rid of them. You know, like yeah, so give him like a Kirk, that's essentially Kirk Cousins' contract, right? Like he got yeah. short years, but all guaranteed. Yeah. So if you don't think he's going to be good past the age of thirty, which is possible because like most running quarterbacks past the age of thirty, they decline pretty rapidly. Like Cam Newton is probably the best, you know, athletic running quarterback that was also able to pass, and then he got two injuries at the same time, and he was never the same. So. If he, Lamar gets hurt a lot too. So like they, I can see the concern, but give him a short term deal, and move on when it's over. You know, at the end of that fourth year, 
trade them or make a fifth year that's completely like how they had the Derek Carr deal, where the fifth year they can just like cut him, trade him, whatever. Um, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense how they haven't gotten this deal done yet because he's obviously a top ten quarterback. Like, why why are you not giving this guy what he wants? It's stupid. Yeah, it kind of blows my mind too because once again, the guy has already won MVP, and the whole identity of your offense and team is this single guy. Yeah. So I don't understand, but it should be interesting. And I think the winner of the championship PDL game, do you think has a strong influence of how their off season will go? I think so, because I think if if you win, you'll be more open to selling players, and if Brett wins, he'll be more open to selling players. Um, I think Brett winning would be the the catalyst for him to finally do what I've been saying he should be considered doing for like a year now. Um, I think if Brett wins, he'd be like, all right, now I can finally rebuild and get rid of all these old guys that I have and everything. Um, and then you kind of like the same way to a, a lesser extent, because I think that your team, um, it's no secret. I think your team is better. Um, so I think that, but you, we talked about this before, like you could take the best offer. If like someone is going to give you a fair offer for one of those guys, you could trade them. Um, but if you lose on the other side, you're going to be like, ah, oh, I was right there. Like, I could come back. I could win this next year. Um, like Brian, last year, Brian was like, ah, oh, it was one matchup decision. I could have just made this change, and I would have won the league. Um, so Brian's like, I needed to run it back. I needed to try and win again. Um, I think Brian's going to have that mentality no matter what. <laughs> but um, I think that, like, you guys, just being in the title game, you just see, like, I could, I could taste it, and I was right there. So, like, I have to keep these guys and run it back. I don't want to sound like a grumpy old guy, but like when we do the preseason rankings or we try to predict things, why do we waste our time? How are we going to predict that week 17, everyone's going to have historic low fantasy outputs due to how low the temperatures were and how high the winds were? Yeah. It's just so unpredictable. And I think this year has really shown me that any given Sunday exists doesn't matter how good your team is. Once you get into the playoffs, anyone can start making a run. And I love what Dubrovnik is doing. And that's why if he's able to win, by all means, it, I will be real upset. But the story is just so cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would admit that he deserved it because he beat Max and then he would beat you. Um, so he absolutely, he took the, the toughest route to win and he would have won. So um, you can't knock him for that. But even still. I'll make you feel that he will always be seen as a better fantasy winner than you always until you're able to match him. Because well, I don't know how many playoff wins this guy has, but he, it has to be up there, right? Uh, I don't, I don't know necessarily because I think he won one game last year and then he lost. Um, and he won two. There's not that many owners in the league that have playoff wins. I know I've won a bunch true. of playoff wins. <laughs> that's true because we, we have like the turnover, so it's like not the people that get there don't necessarily win. Like Josh has never made it. Welch has a a couple wins under his Yeah, Welch has a lot of playoff wins. Um, I don't think Mike's ever won one. I've never (laughs) won one. Steve's never won one. Max probably has a decent amount. Yeah, so there is only a few guys that are still currently in the league that have won playoff wins. Yeah, so Brett already has probably won one, I would say. Technically, Kenny... um, Kenny has made it to the title game the first or second year. Was it the second year? Kenny yeah, 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 yeah. So Kenny is technically still in the league, but 
Um, he might be one of the top playoff winners in the league, and he's not. Um, so, I mean, what does that say about fantasy football? Because you can be Kenny Al and still make it <laughs> in the title game. <laughs> I think it says that you don't really have to care about fantasy football. You just have to try and treat it like redraft, and you'll have better success. And the funny thing is, Brett took over Kenny's team. <laughs> His team, so maybe this, the team that Kenny built is just that good. Well, it's actually the team that I built. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> you know Kenny gets fired up every time you say that? Oh, yeah, I know. But it's the team that I... Too so bad like, he doesn't listen to the Brett, pod, <laughs> by, by association, sort of, Brett is in the title game right now because of me. <laughs> Brett, you hear that? He's trying to undermine everything you've done and just say, I, yes, if he I wins the league, I should get it. I was responsible for Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, and Travis Kelsey. There's yeah, four so best pretty players. much his whole team. <laughs> four best players. <laughs> so yeah, sorry, Brett. So if you win, you have to give shout out to the architect, which is there. That's yeah, what three three years ago, I was the the GM. I was the Howie Roseman for Kenny. <laughs> You're the one that built it. Now you're building another franchise, and you're seeing that old franchise have success, and you're shedding a single tear, saying that could have been me. Yeah, it's one one single tear because I, I mean, I would love to have Travis Kelsey, but like, just it would pain me to see his age every time I looked at his player card. Be like, man, this guy's thirty three. <laughs> Anytime there's about a three that starts to show up anywhere yeah. in the age for you, you start even, to have the heebie-jeebies. Even Odell, like, now when I look at Odell, and I'm like, oh, God, this guy's he's fucking getting old, man. Like, I... You have Tom Brady! <laughs> oh, yeah, Tom Brady is, well, he's he's a special case, because I knew yeah, he was he's, old he's I the got anomaly. Him. For him, he's just like, oh, yeah, this is kind of cool. But it's like, I, ah, oh, man. So like, Odell straight up just isn't going to play this year? It doesn't seem like it. Like, even in the playoffs, I don't think he's going to play. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it at this point. Like, I, I mean, which... For him, maybe that's a good thing because you get fully healthy, sign with a team, and this is what Kool Aid sounds like, huh? It's 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 strange. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's weird that he did not sign with the team. It's very strange. I don't know. I don't I don't really understand it, but I, I don't know. I know afterwards, a lot of like uh, little quotes started to come out of him saying like he doesn't really believe in the regular season. Yeah, I saw that too, and I I think that was taken the wrong way because why for I think he meant more so like this season specifically he doesn't care about the regular season but like it's I don't know like why would you even say that to begin with like I know that's what I mean like no matter what the context is you shouldn't be saying any games aren't worth it yeah like you got I mean obviously I think he's gonna be signed to a team like early in free agency next year because he'll be 100% fully healthy and everything um how old's he now it's 29, or I think he might actually be 30, um, but it says 29 on his player card. But I think he's, I think his birthday is in November. I'm pretty sure he's 30. Yeah, he's 30. His birthday is November 5th, 1992, so he's 30. Sleeper doesn't update shit. No, they don't care about guys that aren't on a team. <laughs> That's true. That's also but, true. Um, yeah, so he's 30. You figured he's got two more years left of like actually playing well, and then after that, it's just like kind of. He's he's lingering. Even after taking like a full year off, coming right back, you think he's going to come right back to dominating? I'm not saying he's going to be dominant. I'm just saying he's two years of good play, and then like at least flex worthy. Yeah, and then after that, he's like just lingering around until he retires, like kind of like uh, like AJ Green. Like in two, when he's 33, he'll be AJ Green. He'll just like linger <laughs> around until he'll he, just be like on a roster, just helping yeah, people out. He's just there. 
So I, I think that. Um, oh, and I feel like his ego's so big. By the time that's there, he'll just retire. Yeah, I think he might. I think he. But I keep saying that he he wants a multi year deal and everything. So I think that he's going to try um, his best to play a long time because I think he feels. This is just look outside looking in, obviously, but I think he feels like a lot of his career was kind of stolen from him because of injuries and everything like that, and um, the trade to Playing Cleveland and everything. Yeah, so I think that like he, if he can, I think he will try and play until he's thirty-five. I just don't think he's going to be able to because of all the injuries. Do you think he texts Eli Manning every night saying sorry? Yeah, <laughs> he's like, sorry, I didn't know how good I had it. I didn't. I, I, I always thought the grass was not greener. I was lied to. I should have never gone on to that interview with Lil Wayne and said that you were trash. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I so I didn't know that a guy with a noodle arm that would hyper target me would be the best of my life, but. I want you back, baby. Yeah, it's like, I I will never treat you badly ever again. <laughs> Can you please come back? I know you're 40-something. Can you please come back? But, like, I, I remember how much you hated Eli Manning because of, obviously, his noodle arm towards the end of his career. And you're like, I can't wait mm-hmm. once he leaves. And then, like, once again, that's how crazy football is. Who would have who thunk that the first handful of years of Odell was the best we were ever going to see? Which I yeah. guess makes sense because he was on such a historic pace. Yeah, I, I th- it's it's kind of sad how, like, when, I mean, I think everyone in this league obviously remembers because we're all old enough to remember 2013. <laughs> um, but, like, he was being talked about, like, with the same dudes that Justin Jefferson is now, like Jerry Rice, uh, Randy Moss, like Terrell Owens, like, he was being talked about with those guys. And now, like, the, the kids now that are in high school and stuff, like we were back then, they're like thinking of Justin Jefferson the same way we did of Odell back then. We Not like, crazy. Absolutely unreal. So it's like, I don't know. I, I hope Justin Jefferson can stay healthy so he doesn't. Do you currently view ahead. Justin Jefferson the way that Odell was or no? Yeah, I, I do. Like, I think that Justin Jefferson is absolutely unreal. Like, he's, he's so good. so freaking good. He's so good. Like, I would love, and I think that he's actually in a situation where he's with Kirk Cousins and he's actually like, a good quarterback and I know he's like kind of getting a little older. He's like 34, 35. Um, but I just, I hope he doesn't get screwed the way that Odell does. Like he's not stuck with a shitty quarterback and he's gets hurt and all that stuff. This, I like this. I like this tackle. Let's talk Justin Jefferson down. So Mike listens. We'll be like, oh my God. I don't even know if I would give up a second for this guy. I don't think I would. I would <laughs> maybe I'm a late. third and then, and then, and then go and throw in a first and be like, dude, this is the best you're going to get. Yeah, I might I might consider that. That seems like it's kind of decent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's absolutely unbelievable. But yeah, uh, tonight I am definitely going to be watching uh, with a lot of attention to Michael Gallup. I, I feel like this is going to be the game where he just goes off, right? Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, with your luck. Yeah, here comes a two touchdown ga- game by Michael Gallup. I'm gonna I'm gonna be furious. No, because Dak only likes to throw touchdowns to fucking I feel like tight ends for some reason, like Hendershot. Yeah, Peyton Hendershot. So random. And then they obviously have Dalton Schultz, and then there's that other rookie that they like. Why do they have so many tight ends? I don't know. They run, like, three tight end sets all the time. They have great, like, not great, but they have, like, decent receivers. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't know. Classic. It's Good a, luck, it's... though. I wish you all the best. I, I hope that you can pull it out, but uh, it's not looking great. <laughs> yeah, well... You have a chance to pivot there. You're you're wrong a lot on this pod, but uh, with everything being said, final I am, question. I am wrong, points. but I always pick the better looking roster. 
Oh my god, that doesn't mean anything if it doesn't deliver, right? It's However, this isolated roster. week in a vacuum. It's the better looking roster. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I just got the death curse. I was trying to make you pivot, but obviously my tactics didn't work. So I guess that's the final <laughs> nail in the coffin for Delco, huh? Yep, you're you're toast. Got no shot. <laughs> yeah, I have no shot. But with that being said, guys, thanks for sticking around. I'm sure uh, I'll be tilting live tonight during the Dallas game. But uh, we'll see what happens. Let's see if I have the stones to uh, make a pivot in my Superflex and start someone else. But we'll see. But with that being said, guys, take care. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed your meal. We'll catch you next time.